Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We preach Christ crucified. That was the theme and the refrain of the LCMS National Convention last week. For six days, I, along with 1,200 other representatives from around our country, gathered in Milwaukee to conduct the business of our synod, the National Church Body. It was essentially a six-day voters' meeting in which we heard reports, celebrated successes, faced challenges, prayed, worshipped, and made decisions about the institution we call the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And through all of that, the theme that emerged again and again was this. We preach Christ crucified. On the one hand, this should be a fairly self-evident proclamation. A hallmark trait of what it means to be a Lutheran is that our church remains laser-focused on the work of Christ and what he has done for you through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. We point people burdened by their sin to Jesus and remind you, this is what Christ has done for you. When Lutherans gather on the Lord's Day, we gather to confess our sins and hear that they are forgiven. To hear a preacher proclaim that Christ has died for you and this makes an eternal difference. You hear the words that God spoke on the night in which he was betrayed when he gave his crucified body and blood for you to eat and drink, to know that your sins are forgiven and that you have eternal life. In all that we do, we rejoice in what God has first done for us. And we rejoice in this because of what the psalmist's refrain is that we heard this morning. The steadfast love of God endures forever. His mercy endures forever. This is not an uncommon phrase for us to hear, but it is one that we can take for granted, especially when everything around us seems to be going well. It's easy to work under the assumption that what Scripture really means here when we say that the steadfast love of God endures forever, is that all will be well with you, and that all things for God's people will be well all the time. That we should have triumph after triumph in what God is doing for his people. Things like being able to celebrate with the Lutheran Bible translators who's preparing to release a complete translation of the Bible into a language that has never before had a written form. It was a language they had to develop in order to give God's word to people in a foreign land. Or that the good news of Jesus is being spread and church bodies are blessed by the faithful proclamation of who God is and what he has done so that we are able to join in fellowship with them. Church bodies like the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland or the Lutheran Church of Uganda or the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Ukraine or the Seon Lutheran Church in Sri Lanka. All church bodies that now join us in our confession of who God is and what he has done for his people. Each of these church bodies, some formed by our own missionaries, others formed by pastors leaving behind unfaithful church bodies in their home countries, join us 
and proclaiming the steadfast love of God, which endures forever. It's easy to get into the habit of thinking that this is what it means to see the steadfast God, love of God at work in seeing triumph after triumph. But the reality is this, that life in the sinful world means that we are going to encounter sin and the effects of sin all around us. For on the same day that our church body celebrated fellowship with five Lutheran church bodies around the world, we also had to break ties with one we've had a relationship for decades. The Japan Lutheran Church no longer believes the faithful, inerrant word of God and now tolerates and promotes false teachings in the faith. And so in a moment of sadness, we are forced to recognize that they no longer give a pure Christian witness of Christ crucified in Japan, and therefore we can no longer be in fellowship with them. And that slide into false teaching illustrates the temptation of the church and her people to acquiesce to the pressures of the world. But the unwillingness to compromise, as the church in Japan has done, can come with hard consequences. And that was shown to us in the presenters who came from Finland, where they are persecuted because they are members of the Lutheran Church in Finland. One of the people who spoke, a member of the Finnish parliament, along with her bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Finland, shared their stories of being arrested, interrogated, put on trial because of promoting hate speech in their country. Time and again, the Finnish government has sought to order their silence and strip them of public standing because they had published a document called Male and Female, He Created Them a tract used by the church to promote and teach biblical marriage. And because they wrote and published this work and are unwilling to recant of the faithful teaching of biblical marriage contained in it, they have been deemed a danger to their society and have faced continuous legal challenges and persecution. But in the face of that, they remain faithful and said that each time they are brought into court, they have taken on this mentality. They are given the opportunity to swear under oath the confession of who Christ is and what he has done for his people. We are not immune to these kinds of temptations or attacks just because of where we live. A large focus of what was accomplished last week was designed to protect and strengthen the Concordia University system, which is on the front lines of receiving pressures because of their faithful confession of the Christian faith. The pressure has become so great that some of the Board of Regents have even struggled to remain faithful to the oversight of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. So our church body needed to give them the confession of who we are and what we believe so they can continue to give that confession to the students entrusted to their care. A vivid reminder that we must remain vigilant to the attacks of evil that happens around us. And it's in the midst of those kinds of attacks and temptations and pressures that the refrain of the psalmist becomes so important. The steadfast love of God endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Because it's a reminder to us that this kind of pressure, this kind of persecution is nothing new for the church 
and the people in her midst. The oldest depiction we have of the crucified Christ dates back to 200 A.D., 170 years after Christ's death. And it's a picture of Jesus on the cross. But it's not a picture of church art. It's not a picture that you would hang inside of a church building. It was a piece of graffiti found on the outside of a house drawn to mock the man who lived inside. Jesus is depicted as a donkey hanging on the cross, and it is subtitled, Animus Worships His God. It's a vivid reminder that the Christ we confess is one that cannot be tolerated by the sinful world because it holds the world accountable for the sin we've confessed. It's a hard thing to do to say, I am a poor, miserable sinner. I confess the evil that I have done. But it's even harder to look to the cross and say, there is nothing I can do about it. I must rely on Christ and Christ alone. To know that his mercy, his love endures forever and it endures for you. Even if there is pressure to remain silent, we can receive the promise that God is faithful even when the temptation would be for us to not be faithful. So how is that steadfast love shown to us if it's not in triumph after triumph? It's shown to us in the ways we see God's word being spread, even in the face of incredible hardship. In one of the most moving moments of the convention, the bishop of the Lutheran Church of Ukraine presented to our church body president, President Harrison, a helmet. It's a helmet that came with the story. After Russia invaded Ukraine, President Harrison called the bishop of the Ukrainian Lutheran Church and asked, what do you need from us to help you in the face of the trials to come? He said, we need helmets and flak jackets so our pastors can continue to serve their people. And the helmet he gave to our president was one that he had received as the bishop, and it had saved his life. As he was going across the front lines to provide communion and worship services to the Lutherans caught behind the Russian front, he was hit by a drone strike, and the helmet saved his life. He was blinded for three months and off, off, also deafened for a while, and while he was recovering, the helmet was passed on to another pastor who was also hit by a missile strike and survived because of the helmet our church body survived. And he gave it back to our church as a way to say thank you that even in the midst of hardship, they could be encouraged in knowing that the world prays for the spread of the gospel, the work of her pastors, so that no matter how hard life becomes in this world, the message of God's steadfast love enduring forever is lived out in our midst. As we look to live our Christian life, this is the message that the psalmist gives to us as well. God's steadfast love, his steadfast mercy endures forever. It has overcome graffiti from 1,800 years ago. It overcomes the temptation to find an easier way to be faithful in the world. It even stands up to the attacks of the world that would seek to end our earthly life. Because the steadfast love, the proclamation that Christ 
crucified remains true today as it did 2,000 years ago also means this. We look forward to what God has promised to give to his people, life and salvation that lasts forever. And that is a gift that only he can give and a gift that the world cannot take away. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.